1: I'm doing well. Doing well. Just, um, you know, uh, the weather here in Houston is really weird. We had weird ozone stuff going on yesterday. So this morning, my allergies are just kind of doing their own thing. So I I sound a a little bit of a deeper voice this morning than I usually do. (laughs) (laughs) You you know
0: what? You sound like you can be one of Sheila Carter's counterparts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> listen, save that
0: maniacal laugh for next month for Halloween.
1: I know, I know. I love the little neighborhood kids. They usually come, well, they're not that little anymore, but they usually come trick-or-treating. And there's some people that come from the surrounding areas, too. And with the little kids, I'll always do the witch laugh. They just love it. Oh, that's cute qqq well listen we got about
0: another month or so before keisha come back so i hope that all three of us can be on the call and give some opinions because her deployments i can't believe the time has just flown i remember back in march when i sent you a message and we collaborated now six months later we're almost in october
1: I can't even believe it. And I'm so excited for Keisha to get to come home and yeah. get back into her daily life. And want to, of course, say thank you for her service and and uh, give her that respect and, and appreciation. So I look very forward to the opportunity to do that. And I'm sure that she's looking forward to just merging right back on the freeway with you and going 90 miles an hour with all of this. So that's all I, very I, exciting.
0: Um, I know it's going to be a temperature change from her because she's down deployed in Qatar. Uh-huh. And I think she said sometimes it's like 115, 20 degrees down oh, there. Oh,
1: my goodness. Oh, Keisha. They're in, the yeah, yes. they're in the desert. Yeah.
0: So, you know, coming back in October, that's got to be a
1: meteorolo- meteorological, and I'm hoping I'm saying that right, Meteor- shift. Me, me, meteorological? Meteorological? Yeah, meteorological but, shift. Yeah, can you shift. imagine
0: coming from, because by October, she lives in Ohio, I think. Ooh, it's going to be chilly. Yeah, so coming from Qatar, where it's 100 plus degrees
1: to probably 65, 70, might be a relief, who knows? And, you know, I would imagine it will be a relief. And, you know, I I guess I haven't um been in anywhere other than driving through a desert to get from Texas to California, mm-hmm. I've never stayed anywhere where it was 117. Now here it gets to like 104, mm-hmm. but anything over 104, I, I would, I don't know how I would handle it. So yeah, me God bless them all. Special yeah. Tell me you about it. But you know what
0: else I need a relief from? What? I need a relief from this whole Douglas custody thing.
1: Oh, my gosh. The whole Logan family needs to take a seat. The whole yeah, well, we're going to have a lot to, to take a seat. Everybody but Douglas and Hayes and Kelly need to take a seat. Yeah,
0: we're going to talk about that at the end because we probably need to rent out the whole – well, let's see. What's the biggest football stadium in this country?
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, ours is pretty big here, but I know it's not the biggest.
0: Yeah, well, whoever it is, please, can you let us open up your stadium? Because we're going to have a ton of people this week from both shows that need to take seats.
1: Yeah, and I probably should have taken a seat, too, but I didn't. I just (laughs) yelled as all get out on social media this week.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I've been posting like crazy. I don't know. I think I've seen you respond to a couple of my posts on Facebook. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, Uh, yep. But um, let's jump into this because we got a lot to unpack. So welcome, you guys, to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Trish and I recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And this is the week of September 5th through September 9th. So we usually start with The Young and the Restless first, and then in the second half of the show, we start with The Bold and the Beautiful, and then we have our Flip the Script segment, which if there's a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change, that's how we flip the script. And then a new segment where we're having who should take a seat <laughs> this week. And yeah, we got a lot of seats, the available seats to be taken.
1: There's a whole benches waiting.
0: <laughs> benches, auditorium seats, uh Lawn chairs, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the Young and the Restless. So I'm going to give the recap uh, summary for the week, and then we'll break down the storyline. So for the Young and the Restless, for the week of September 5th, Diane received a mysterious text message stating that she owed someone for killing Talia's articles. Imani encouraged Nate to make a bold move while Duvon was out of town. Devon objected to Jill's suggestion that they take Chancellor Warner's public. And that, of course, prompted Nate to walk out. Now, I know that that's just a small summary. There was some other stuff that went on this week, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go ahead and knock this whole Devon thing out of the way with Nate and his being very impetuous. trying to make a bold move to make a stand what do you think about that what's your opinion on that for this week
1: well i mean it's how to get yourself fired 101 Mm. um it's it especially when the person that you report to has already told you to wait and they weren't just a few objections it was all about the timing because they have so many other things that they're doing in this first year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I will tell you that regardless of being related, uh, if I was related to, um, a boss, if I did something like that, I would fully expect to get myself fired. Okay. Well here, I got a different opinion on that. Now I, <clears throat> but don't be- get me wrong, I still think that Devon's being ridiculous with the way he's treating Nate. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. But that,
1: but yeah. So, so okay, sorry. Just wanted to be sure to point that out. That I'm not oh, no a fan problem. of any of what's happening.
0: No problem. So I like the fact that he has very innovative ideas. That's okay. how you grow a business. Now, is there a hierarchy? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say That obviously is clearly that Devon is biased.
1: Big time.
0: And the reason that I say that is because you got one, two, three people that actually agree with Nate versus the one person who don't agree, and that is Devon. Because Billy liked the idea, Lily liked the idea, and Jill liked the idea so much that she wanted worldwide festivals. Yep. And here comes Devon talking, man. Well, I and, 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 and. and I'm like, are you serious? And I was shocked. Jill is what? The founding partners? What is her position now?
1: She's an advisor, and I think she is um, the chief uh, on the board. The, uh, She's on the
0: board. Exactly. The board. So <laughs> if you got somebody like her mm-hmm. who.
1: Decade, you know,
0: she's the powerhouse.
1: Yeah, she is.
0: And you got the CEO is saying yes. The coo is saying yes. Why the French toast Devon and say, Hey, well, if you guys think it's a great idea and it's gonna
1: move the company forward, let's do it. Because his tiny little ego <laughs> exactly <is> too huge, <laughs> because he's always been insecure. Um, mm-hmm. Because of the way he grew up, which was absolutely no fault of his own. But all of those insecurities that come from the sum of what is his life and mm-hmm. having so much loss that Devon tends to hold on to things so tightly that he's going to going to kill him and squeeze him through his fingers, where if he would just open his hands up and let things kind of grow and go. Mm-hmm. He would Mm -hmm. be so much more of a happy person, but I think that it all boils down to, and he even used the words, you, you lose control when Jill brought up going public. Devon does not have the DNA to be able to let go because of his lifelong circumstances, and, and it's a clear cut case to me for any psychiatrist to get in there. <laughs> oh, wow. He's, wait off. a minute. He's talk to Sharon, huh? He does. Di- well, <laughs> maybe Sharon <laughs> can recommend somebody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I agree with you. I just, that was, if I was looking at, if I was in a meeting like that and I'm seeing forward moving thinking mm-hmm. and you know, you got three out of, I would be looking at Devon like, what's up with this guy?
1: Why are you putting the brakes on every time you? Right. Open? I
0: mean, you, we, one thing about a company, and you work with companies, I work with companies, you mm-hmm. have to stay forward moving because things are always changing.
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, there's a new term I heard about a year and a half ago. And I will say that for a communicator, I did have to laugh, but it is true, as silly as it sounds in regards to how to describe what someone's looking for in an employee. But the term for their chief communications officer that they were looking for was a futuristic visionary. Yeah, you have to be. You have,
0: that's, I mean, even kids, Gen Zs, Mm -hmm. young millennials. That's how these social media platforms work. They're always changing. They're always trends. you got to jump on that trend to keep something moving. And I mean, sometimes trends can be something, you know, funny or cute or whatever. But they are also business trends as well. I mean, could you look how we've evolved in the past 30 years?
1: Absolutely. That
0: tapes, VHS tapes. Uh, what is it, music disc that we used to have, mm-hmm. headphones. That stuff is obsolete now. Yep. So could you imagine if somebody was like like Devon that worked for one of those companies, they're like, nah, we just need to stay right where we are. Uh, streaming is not going to last long. Streaming is all we
1: do now. So Devon is blockbuster. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Nate is it's Netflix Nate and, and Blockbuster Devon. <laughs> exactly.
0: Could you imagine? Yeah, the old, uh, and I think that's exactly the, the story. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. I don't want any lawsuits or any libel. But I'm assuming that that probably is what had happened to them, too. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. Oh, that will never happen. They yeah, I mean, look at
0: my... Do you remember MySpace in the early 20s? Absolutely. Facebook came and wiped it off the planet pretty much. It still exists, but it's a space for music artists. But MySpace was the original Facebook.
1: Yeah, it was. And you know, I was never on MySpace. And I was a hesitant Facebook joiner.
0: Yeah. Or else imagine Devon being AOL versus, uh, let's see, you know, because felt- that was Dialogue. Yes, Wi-Fi. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wi Fi and um, modems, dial up. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. Nate's over, over there those. going click connect, and Devon's going. <laughs> 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 oh, it's we a, love you, Devon. I know. But come but on, man, live in the
0: now. I mean, but it, I'm honestly, you you got uh, they got a new hotel because they acquired Phyllis's hotel. Yeah. Right. And you have now under the umbrella being that um, the winter's uh, part of the house is music. You have to stay relevant. Yes, you do. Music changes. Music venues changes. People were look how they adapted back in 2020 when the pandemic hit. You couldn't go to concerts. So they were streaming live. Could you imagine Devon sitting back saying, eh, I don't think we need to stream live. and Let's just, you know, wait till this all pass. And then when everybody can get back together, then we'll have concerts again.
1: Exactly. In fact, while they were in that meeting, he should have said, let's get off of this video call and pick up the phone. Exactly. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I think, Di- I mean, Diane, Lord, I think Devon is actually the liability here.
1: I do too. And I have for a long time,
0: you know, and I'm, and my thing keep control of your company. You should have never merged it with chance. The winners, you cannot join a powerhouse and expect to keep autonomy to alter yourself.
1: No, you cannot. And you also cannot expect to have brought in smart people and then ignore them. Right. So what so- do you think about,
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, even though I agree with Nate's ideas and the, the futuristic visionary, um, I also um, still think that, you know, you do have a boss that has already told you something. So hold it in your back pocket until, you know, you get closer to where the point mark is. So you're not like, you know, a week and a half later, bringing it up again, you're waiting a few months before you bring it up again, because if we are going to get through the first year and then do this, we really need to start planning now for that first year. Right. And you bring it up that way. You don't throw it up into a room full of people that will potentially put your boss, the person you directly report to in a point of defense. And Devon went into defense mode And it's the expressions on his face, the expressions on Nate's face um, were absolutely readable. They are not poker players, neither one of them. And they're both really, really over-emotional men in high-level positions.
0: Oh, did I just say that? No, I mean, it's just, (laughs) it just sucks because... I don't know. I guess you have that type of contention over at Newman. I was trying to think of the other companies. Do we see that a lot? Only time we usually see that at at Newman is when it comes with Adam and his siblings. Um, But now when we got the Winters family involved in this, even, okay, so let's move past the Nate thing. The fact that Jill wanted to take the company public, Devon had a problem
1: with that too. He did, and I will say I am a little surprised that Billy didn't because of the fact that that's how their family lost Jabot. Yeah, I mean, I do understand that if you want to keep a
0: family business going and keep it all to family, yeah, you it's not a good idea to take it public. The benefits to taking it public is that you become more innovative. I mean, there's downsides and upsides to both. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, the access to capital is correct reason. And so I totally see that and understand that I've actually even in my own life been part of taking a couple of companies public with from the investor relations side of things. So, I mean, I totally get the business aspect and the case for wanting to go public. But Mm -hmm. I just I really was surprised that that Billy, they they didn't have Billy bring up. Well, I mean, if you remember, Jill, that's how we lost Jabot. So, well, you, really you know
0: what, this. but, we, you know, that was the other conversation this week <clears throat> with Billy is that Billy is not 100 percent in, he's putting no. on front being COO. So I no. can see how that totally slipped over his head because he's not really in this for real himself.
1: That's a great point.
0: You know, if he was that hardcore COO for Lily, he would have instantly said, well, hey, that, that wasn't a good move for Jabo. So I don't know, but Billy is like, I would rather be on my podcast, but I gotta keep Lily happy. So exactly, Billy never met a Mikey didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that whole argument because we gotta talk about
1: that too. That whole
0: argument between him and Jack.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was, I thought, um, I did think that a lot of what Jack said, of course, was was historical fact Mm -hmm. and having a lot of siblings that, um, that I do and some of them never letting you grow up. Mm -hmm. It makes you very angry and puts you in a defensive mood, regardless of whether it's about your business acumen or growing up or whatever it's about. Mm -hmm. The older siblings in a lot of cases are going to be, They're going to think they can say anything because, well, they're your older sibling and they know better and yada, yada. But at the same time, man, you know, stop bringing up the past and making me relive the past. I'm here now and this is what I'm doing. So even though we can all see this is not what he wants to be doing, I still Mm -hmm. think that it's ridiculous of Jack to throw everything in his face and then say, I'm doing this for your because I love you and I care about you and I'm worried about you, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you cared and you worried, then you wouldn't have positioned it the way you did. Hey, you big loser. Look at all the crap you did in the past and and now here you are and you're in a corporate environment. How stupid are you? And that's basically what it boiled down to, in my opinion. I guess it, with Billy, it wouldn't have matter how he dressed
0: that whole statement up. Billy just don't want to be reminded he can't even take accountability for the fact of Delia. You know, everything mm-hmm. is all Adam's fault. Mm-mm. And, you know, the fact of leaving that little girl in the car by yep. herself on a dark parking lot road while you go get ice cream when you clearly could have took that kid in the, in the in the store with you. Yep. When she got a happy bouncy dog in the car. I mean, come on.
1: Yep. So
0: I and he he does things, and I know he realized, yes, I, I have an addiction. I have yeah. issues. The thing is, is that trying to... What I don't like about the Billy character is the fact that he can do a whole lot of stuff. I mean, he pretty much almost tanked Jabot.
1: He sure but did. You can
0: tell, but you can tell Adam about the, the trouble he's going to cause. And I'm glad Adam came back and said...
1: Yeah, if Jabot could survive um, Billy and all of his issues, then Jabot could survive pretty much anything. So I understand completely what you're saying. Uh, I think something might be wrong with your mic, so if I'm still recording, I'll continue to discuss.
0: Continue to part two, the two-hour segment.